0: Good morning. I had a lovely conversation
1: with another podcast listener and friend. And I wish I recorded the conversation, but I did not. So I'm going to try my best to talk about some of the things that we talked about because I think they were important. I was talking about how I've been feeling a lot of confusion lately, not knowing what's real or not. So I feel kind of (laughs) crazy sometimes. Because in Bowen's Systems Theory, which, if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd, I'd recommend it, or just look up Bowen's Family Systems Theory, it'll change your life. <laughs> so I go to family therapy under that theory, kind of, and um, what you learn is that. Every action you do, every reaction you have, is based off of the programming you have. So I'm starting to learn that part of my programming is who my parents are and their behavior. So and it's also their mindset and the way they judge themselves and the way they judge others, which can come from society and also the way they were raised and generations of people feeling a certain way about something. So, my my programming shows up in everything It shows up in the way I want to reach out to people, but I am afraid to. It shows up in whether or not I do things that I actually wanna do. It shows up in how I feel about people, how I, if I think I'm better than people or not, if I think I can love people or not, if I can be accepting and compassionate, It shows up in how I think I look physically, how I think about myself in general. And uh, the more I'm doing this work, the more I'm seeing my parents in me, the more I am trying to find who Sam is in all of that and so i've been confused because i have the programming and then i have another option which we don't know we have until we know it in a way so um and the confusion is also in so it's in you know finding who i am because it feels like i'm split down the middle right now there's two versions of me i'm split in half there's this version who is well aware of the conditioning and can see it when it wants to play out and then there's the a new unfamiliar part of me who I don't know if I can trust because I don't really know them. I can trust my programming, right? Like if, here's an example. Um, I have really intense abandonment issues. I have the strongest emotional and physical reaction when I feel abandoned. And so an issue, something happened on Friday that triggered this abandonment. And as soon as it was triggered, I felt it in my body. I felt it emotionally. I could see, oh, I feel like I'm being abandoned, but that's actually not the reality. The reality is that this person is taking care of themselves. And I did not choose to take care of myself in the scenario. And so I feel abandoned because, again, I'm doing my programming where I do things for other people and not for myself. And then when they choose themselves, I feel abandoned. So, but that's not reality. The reality is I abandoned myself. And. I can take care of myself, but only if I know, if. Oh, but I can't, so the way our therapist puts it is like, you can't change until you know you can, he kind of says it like that, like, all I know is what I know, so until I find another way of being, I'm gonna keep doing the same thing that I know, so... I don't know, really, what that other option is yet, but I feel like I'm getting close, like, um, so my reaction, typically, when I feel abandoned, is I yell and scream, and I push the person away. So that they yell and scream back at me, and I can say, oh, look, they're a piece of shit. And then I can go away and be alone um, and feel like a victim. And uh, yeah, so that's that's been my reaction to abandonment pretty much my whole life. And so when this event came up, I, I felt that immediately. And I was like, all right, we can uh, do something different, I think. I just don't know what the other thing is. And, it, and I was like, well, I'm going to do what I know because I have a partner who understands what's happening. Um, he knows that this process is what helps us heal. So I'm going to let her rip. And I did. And then huge realizations came up for me of like, then it helped me realize oh i abandoned myself and i didn't take care of myself in this situation and this person's not hurting me i just again chose to take care of somebody else because that's what i know and so you know reacting that way really helped me but um i and it's helping me start to see as i was like yelling and screaming i was like this is wrong. Like, I knew it wasn't true. I knew it was coming from little Sam, the feeling of I'm being abandoned. Someone I wasn't taken care of when I was little. And I was never, I never learned how to take care of myself. And I'm finally learning how to do that. But it just takes doing it. We just have to keep doing it, you know? And it's not easy. But it, you, I, it, If we do it a little bit every day, that's what I'm finding is I I do it a little bit, I choose me a little bit every day. And sometimes I don't. And then I learn. (laughs) But I'm choosing me more than than I don't. It's still not perfect at all, but it's more often than not. And so my friend who I was talking to was like, we were talking about this and he was like, wow, it's like pretty incredible that you can see that. And he was like, and we were talking about yoga and he said, did you, when did this, like, when did you start to notice this? Like, did, did yoga, like, change you? And I said, yes, because... Yoga helped me heal my body or gave me the tools to learn how to heal my body. And me and Ben, my partner, talk about this a lot because we both have sexual trauma and he has a really hard time um, getting in touch with his body. Like if we go to do yoga together, he shuts down almost immediately and goes back to that place and can't, um, has a really hard time um, being still and being with his body, he doesn't feel safe. And he feels like he's back in his childhood where he's being forced to do things that he doesn't want to do. And so we talk about this a lot where You know he got to heal a lot of the mental stuff a lot and i got to heal the physical stuff a lot so now we're trying to do both because our bodies store trauma and so when i was in yoga school i wasn't aware that i had programming so you know we were doing these hip openers and and i was i was having mental breakdowns all the time i was just constantly crying breaking down screaming and not having a safe pl- like not knowing that that this is part of the heat like I did know it was healing but I felt crazy I felt like oh my god I'm just yelling at people and I don't know why now it's like I understand why so with understanding comes compassion and change so if I can understand why I'm doing things I can Decide whether I want to keep doing them or not. You know, once you know the truth of something, it's it's hard to keep doing it. Like, I remember talking to my brother years ago and telling him how we get chocolate and that a lot of it's through, like, child slavery, basically. And he was like, I wish you didn't tell me that because now I can't eat chocolate. So it's like that idea that, like, once you know something, it's hard to keep doing it. So once I... Now that I know what my programming is, it's hard to do it and, and not be conscious of it. So like when I was screaming the other day, I, would, I knew it the whole time. So it's almost like laughable. Like you almost feel silly. Cause you're like, oh, ha, huh, this I don't need to really do this. I don't need to act this way. I really don't. But I do because I don't know another way yet, but I'm learning. So I think that's, like, the first step is, like, just realizing why you're doing stuff. Where does it come from? And so yoga helped me. It was the first step to getting in touch with my body because I feel like... You know, we go through most of our lives not even giving it any attention. And I'm I'm connecting even more with my body now in a different way. And there's so much to learn, there's so much to explore. And I'm so grateful. I um, have sexual trauma. And I think a lot of female identifying people and women have, we have a lot of pain around our, I'm gonna use the word yoni, cause I really like it, but yoni is vagina, but I'm gonna say yoni. I think it's a beautiful word. Vagina is too, but I like yoni. I'm not going to speak for all women. I'm going to speak for myself. But from conversations I've had with most women, this is our our truth. Um, We have no connection. I have no... I had no connection to my yoni. I you know, it has to be shaved to be beautiful, and it it doesn't look like, you know, it has to look like this, and it, I don't know, I just had so much adversity to it, my whole life, I I rejected it, and I, I didn't find beauty in it, and I didn't ask what it wanted, or how it felt, it was just like, any, you know, I let anybody and every, well, God, I don't know. I did. I let people who maybe shouldn't have been there in there, you know? And I didn't know how sacred it is and how it talks. (laughs) I um, went to... So I want to connect with myself. So I found this thing called a pleasure circle led by Lior Alley And um, I was like, I think this is what I should do. So we were told to bring a bunch of blankets and pillows and a toy and a towel and anything that helps you feel safe and water. And so I showed up, and there were six other female identifying people. And we all said why we were there. And we all, everything that we said, even though we all said different things, we all. F- we all also resonated with every. We all were like, yeah, that's my truth too. So one woman said she was there because she's never given herself pleasure, really. She doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't feel connected to herself. She's always just had partners and felt like she had to give herself to them. and that sex wasn't for her, and that's literally me. That's also me. And so she wanted to give something to herself. And I said, well, lately for me, um, so the other day, I don't know, are you afraid to be naked? Do you get naked and you look at yourself and you feel like hideous and like a monster? Does that happen? And you just feel shame and you hide yourself away? Cause that's what I used to do. And maybe I will continue, but it's starting to go away. But yeah, I used to feel a lot of shame in my body. And Um, I used cannabis and I was in my room and I felt the need to be naked and I fell in love with myself. And I did a bunch of things naked and, and at one point, I was dancing and I had this intense fear that if my mom or my dad or anyone walked in here and saw me, they would burn me. That was the first thought that came to my mind. And I was like, I'm a crazy person. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, no, I think this is ancestral. This is an ancestral fear. This is a deeply ingrained fear. Because think about it, not that long ago, women were burned for basically doing what we're doing now. We are witches now. We're doing witchy shit. If you're doing any kind of ritual, If you're doing astrology, if you're meditating, if you're talking to other women, if you're sexual, you're a witch. If you, you know, we're witches. So, you know, during the Salem witch trials, I would have been burned. I'm not trying to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a witch. Like, yeah, they would have burned me. It's not like that. But it's truth. All of us all you know females who are doing what we're doing who which is just living our lives basically we're creating virtual we're connecting to things we're connecting to ourselves we're connecting to each other that would have made us that would have qualified us as getting burned so i had that vision of being burned and it was like oh my god i think i might be one of it feels like I'm ending ancestral trauma or trying to like if I think about you know my mother I never see that woman dance my grandma like they don't you know they were so conservative my mom doesn't know you know when we we've been talking about like sex lately and she's like, it makes her so uncomfortable. She was like, listen, we didn't talk about these things. And that's my own mother. So she didn't talk about, you know, she didn't know about sex. She didn't know about anything. And, you know, we were forced, we're in this patriarchy, which forces us to constantly do. We don't rest. We don't tap into our feminine, which is feeling. We know no one that includes men and women, we, We're not allowed... We were not allowed to feel. We're only allowed to do. Masculine energy is doing. Feminine energy is feeling. There's a lot more, but that's... Whatever. That's where we're going right now. So, for generations, women... I'm only going to speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure it's... You know, everywhere. It's everyone. Women were repressed. They were not allowed to be and express their femininity. We were forced into our ma- a masculine role of doing, and and this isn't masculine. But you know, uh, the pilgrims and shit. They were all conservatives. They weren't letting you do anything. So that's where we come from. You know, we are the children of people who, well, white people anyway. Yeah, white people came here with their conservative mindset and were like, uh, and they left their parents because their parents wouldn't let them do what they wanted to do. And then they came here. So they never healed their ancestral shit, you know? So basically, I had that vision that I would be burned. And I cried for a very long time because I thought about how much I am allowing myself to feel. And it's a lot of pain You know, that's painful. I have a lot of rage. I have rage for my ancestors who weren't allowed to get in touch with themselves and feel joy and pleasure and were repressed in so many ways. I have anger. I think women have anger. Men have anger. Men are repressed too. We're all angry. And it's it goes way down deep and we think it's each other and we keep fighting each other and blaming each other and it's not each other's faults. We're all experiencing the same thing. We're all grieving. We're all grieving the lives our ancestors were not allowed to live, the lives we were not allowed to live and that we're trying to figure out how to live. And it's really hard. But we're all experiencing this. And if we know that, we can be kinder to each other. I feel so much love for people that were very hard for me to love before. You know, because you judge people. You're like, oh, they're this, they're that. They're experiencing pain. Like you. We all have pain. And what I, what me and my friend were talking about was the more pain I allow myself to feel, If I allow my, if I give myself space to feel my pain and to grieve, and yes, it's hard and it's horrible and it's tremendous, and I feel like I'm going to die. If we allow ourselves to feel that, we allow ourselves to feel joy and pleasure the same amount. We can only feel as deeply as we allow ourselves to feel. So if if I ignore my pain and I suppress it, not only do I continue to act from that place because I don't know, I don't even know it's there. I continue to act from it. I only can experience that I have known my parents for 29 years, as long as I've been alive, and they are doing the same things they've been doing since I was a child. Not much has changed in 30 years. Isn't that sad? I mourn for them because they're, they were not taught how to feel their pain. They're really scared I was really scared. I am really, it is scary. But, and and my mom says, people say to me all the time, you're like a different person. I'm different every day. I feel it in every part of me. I I look like a different person. I don't feel the same. And it's because I'm not, I am not the same. I feel more. I allow more. I have walls down. I have like no, you know, I have boundaries, but I I have none really, they're going away. I went to this pleasure circle thing and was naked in a room with six other women and we pleasured ourselves and we learned how to get in touch with ourselves. If that is not (laughs) Putting a boundary down? I don't know what is. And what everything is in everything. So, you know, that is a reflection of the boundaries that are coming down in other aspects of my life. If I can give myself pleasure there, I'm giving myself pleasure in other ways also. And it's not even, it's like pleasure in life. I literally laid in a bed the other day and watched the wind blow the curtains for an hour. And I hadn't, it was a happiness I, I can't describe. It, I, I don't think I, the last time I felt like that was when I was a child when I was so amazed, remember when you were a kid and you were amazed by everything? Everything was amazing. everything because everything is amazing. We're so smart when we're kids. and we still we still have that, we still have that wisdom. we just have to find it again. It's there. so i i'm I'm pleasured more than I'm more than I used to be. In, in things that, yeah, who would think, right? Just laying down. I don't know. I, I reach... I'm going against my programming. I'm learning a new way to be. I'm learning that I want to feel this. I want to feel as much as possible. And fear is... It isn't real. Do you know what, it it can't come out and grab you. It's not like a solid, it's not this table. It cannot get in my way. Only if I think it can. And that's really easy to say, I know. But that's what it feels like. Really, I get so afraid and I'm like, God, I'm gonna break, I'm gonna break, I'm gonna die feeling the pain that I have. I have so much pain. I'm gonna die if I allow myself to feel it. And you know what? I do die. A part of me dies, but I don't die. I don't physically die, but a part of me that was not needed dies. That a part of me that only prevents me from living dies. And my friend said, You know, I'm kind of, it's like I'm afraid to change or because I don't know who I'm going to be. Who will I be when I let this go? And that is the mystery. And that is, it's an unknown. Especially if we have self-doubt which I think a lot of us do. We don't think we're worthy. We don't think we're good enough, but it's not true.
0: We are more
1: beautiful and capable than we know. I'm finding that out for myself. I'm more beautiful than I ever imagined. People are more beautiful to me than I ever imagined. I feel immense love for people, for everyone, for everything. I stop and I stare at trees. (laughs) I hug them when I don't even care what people are around. I don't care anymore. I have love. I say hi to people. I don't care if they don't say hi back anymore. I, I want, I just have immense love. I fall in love every day. I also mourn and grieve and feel angry and alone. I feel alone a lot. Well, lately I have anyway.
0: But I'm not. We're not alone. You're not alone. I feel like that's all I have for now.
1: I went on a rant.
0: Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye for now. One last thought I had was that, if it wasn't for the women before me who endured all that they did, um, I wouldn't have what I have now, my ma, my mom and her mom and her mom and my aunts and all the women in my family who I've endured so much pain. I feel your pain, and, and I mourn, and you can live the life you wanna live now, and I hope that by me living my life and my truth brings you some peace wherever you are. So thank you. We are nothing without you. Thank you.